And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This week on Real News Podcast, we discuss old man's journey and membrane. After our break and some indie gaming news, we discuss our little trip to Minneapolis. Stay tuned, sit back, and relax. Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. This is your host, Kyle, and we have a packed out show, starting with Carrington. Hey, hey, hey. And Cody. How's it going, y'all? And Drew. (laughs) Ahoy. (laughs) Drew, I like it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even going to acknowledge it, just moving on. <laughs> I mean, was that kind of a pun in itself? Yeah, it was like the lowest of the low, though. I mean, okay, come on. Whatever. <laughs> what about uh, Anne? Is Anne all right? Anne? Mm. I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I wouldn't call him Anne. <laughs> I never, I wouldn't do that. Anne uh, but, D? Mm, still no. Uh, we'll just call him Dr- uh, Andrew. All right. Well, all right. Andrew. So we've got a packed show today. Lots of news. Uh, we are covering two games today uh, and uh, maybe a couple other things. But before we get into that, um, uh, we do have a new sponsor in that studio. And I'm going to hand this over to Cody uh, so he can tell you a little bit more about them. Yeah, we got a, a sponsor coming all the way from Sweden called Studio. Uh, Studio inspires to bridge the gap between styles and tech when it comes to their headphones. And personally, from what I saw, I think they achieved it. Uh, they were kind enough to send us a pair of their wireless premium on-ear headphones called the Regent. And after having them for about a week, I am a fan. Uh, tested them with the majority of the music I listened to. And playback was great. Podcasts and uh, YouTube videos and all that. I think the Studio headphones shined. So if you want to check them out for yourself, head over to studio.com, look at their lineup of great-looking products, and use code RDP for 15% off of your order. Awesome. Thanks, Cody. Okay. Uh, so uh, like I said, we have a packed-out show. Uh, the two games that we are covering today are Old Man's Journey um, and Membrane. Uh and then we like we have uh, quite a bit of news, and we all went on a trip uh, this yeah, past weekend. So this is Little Einstein. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> off to a musical. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we went to Minneapolis uh, to join in on the Game Informer 300th issue release. And check out the office there, and uh, hunt for shamrock shakes. Oh how, boy. That, how that hunt go, Kyle? 
And we'll continue this later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we should go ahead and jump into our game since we're covering two of them. Um, let's see. About two to three weeks ago, uh, I, I like to get on my Switch and look at um, upcoming releases uh, on the marketplace to see what's coming out. And I saw uh, Old Man's Journey there uh, on the eShop. And I uh, decided to contact the developer, Broken Rules, and uh, uh, see if they would be kind enough to send over a couple um, uh, review uh, codes for us to try out. Thankfully, they did, and uh, it, it is a good game. It's basically uh, you play as this old man. Surprise, right? Um, surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, Please tell us more. Do you think a lot of thoughts as well? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking a lot of thoughts when I was playing through this. So you play as an old man. I can't give a whole lot of spoilers uh, or too much detail about the game because it is the kind of game where you play through it once and you're done. There, I, I, there's zero replayability to this unless you just really enjoy the puzzles. Um but you are kind of going on this cross-country trip uh, to kind of uh, fix ties between the family that you uh, had previously while discovering, like, you know, your your own inner feelings. Uh, it's, it's a very emotional game, a uh, very uplifting game, uh, I think, in a way. Like, it, it, it made me, I guess, happy playing it, um, just with the music. Uh, it was very, like, uh, like, small Italian village, I guess is how I would describe it. Okay. Like with an accordion, and I don't know. It, it just, when I was playing it, sitting there, I just, I felt happy. I felt this warm feeling in my heart. Um, the way that the game plays out, as you're traveling across the country, uh, you have to manipulate the map. Uh, so there are multiple layers to the map. Um, and so say to your left, there's a lower hill. And to the right, there's a taller hill. Mm -hmm. You have to manipulate that lower hill to match up to the taller hill so you can cross to the next area. Well, as later levels come into play, you have multiple layers. Uh, and as your character is moving, you have to keep moving those multiple layers to get across to the next area. Um, at first, it wasn't very challenging. Uh, as it goes on later throughout the game, um, it gets pretty pretty challenging. I don't think I got stuck any longer than five five to ten minutes on one puzzle. Um, but it was really a cool way of of uh, a you know a puzzle game. Um, I I guess I've never seen anything like that. I don't know if you guys had seen any gameplay at all of this. I saw very little gameplay of it. You know, I looked it up uh, just to get a feel for it mm -hmm. um did this game i guess what i'm looking for did it invoke any emotions in you because it seems like it's oh, most certainly an emotional story yeah yeah because uh like the title is it's old man's journey so you, you know you're going on a journey uh to kind of fix things that happened in your past and as you uh, go from area to area you get flashbacks of what happened you know within the last, say, 30 to 40 years of your life. 
um, dealing with family members and whatnot. Uh, so for me, uh, it definitely did strike an emotional, uh, I guess you could say pulled on my heartstrings a little bit, especially at the end. Uh, it was a sad ending, yet it was satisfying. Um, I feel like the way they told the story, uh, there's zero dialogue at all uh, in the game, which, you know, to tell a story without any dialogue, that I think that is an accomplishment in itself. Um, yet to, and also to keep me entertained throughout the game with the puzzles. Uh, the only complaints that I had with it, uh, like I said, the music was calming, but it was very repetitive. So if you are stuck on a puzzle uh, for a period of time, you kind of want to pull out your hair because it's just kind of on a constant loop. So it's either calming or absolutely not. Yeah, if you don't if you don't progress or you're just you put the game on pause or you just let it sit, the the music does become annoying. Um, I know Jen was sitting there and was just playing through an area, and she's like, "This, what is this music? It's just, it's just <laughs> constantly playing." And uh, you progress through the area, and there's some different types of of the music changes a little bit. Uh, my biggest problem, uh, I started playing the game. Um, on TV, so my my switch was docked. Okay. And so, uh, in order to manipulate the 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 map around, you have a cursor on the screen, and you click on the piece of the map that you want to move, and then uh, either whatever with uh, whatever direction your sw your Joy-Con is, it'll move it. So it's using the uh, uh, motion sensors in it, undocked. So, okay. from where I was, the cursor was going all over the screen. I couldn't get, like, a steady flow of moving moving the map around to where I needed it to be without it being annoying. And I think that took away uh, from my personal enjoyment and also the playtime. I feel like it made the game longer than what it should have been. Uh, so, how long was it, would you say, would you say uh, an average playthrough would be? Two hours. Okay, so it's not extremely long. So, okay. I do have another question, though. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Would you say this, not as far as maybe the game itself is concerned, but maybe story-wise, would you say it's on the level of maybe Unravel? Yes. Because I kind of felt the same with Unravel. Unravel was, uh, it, it pulled heartstrings. Um, yeah, I guess I could just, I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to get too far into it. it. Okay. The way... The game sounds and and kind of tells through tells a story. Uh, I could see how it would be relatable to Unravel. And if you like Unravel, then this is a game that I would suggest trying out. Different puzzle style, but uh, as far as uh, you know, the story goes and the music and everything, uh, it's pretty similar. Um, but going back to the controls real quick, uh, I took it to work the next day, and playing it in handheld mode is a hundred times better. So the handheld and I, was definitely because that's <clears throat> when we were on our trip to Minneapolis. That's how I used to. That's how I saw you playing. It was handheld mode. Yeah, because it doesn't use the motion sensors. It uses the, the thumbsticks to okay move yeah. move around the map, and you can do touchscreen too. Um, but yeah, biggest complaints. Uh, the the um, docked playing it docked, and then also uh, the music can get kind of repetitive. Um, and then also replayability. I really don't think there's much replayability to the game. Uh, but I still think, you know, if you are wanting an emotional game, a good puzzler, and uh, uh, a good story in general, I, this is a game that you do want to pick up.
definitely. And that's uh, Old Man's Journey by Broken Rules. So yeah, it, it's worth it. So on a scale, what would you give it then? Um, I, I think a pretty good score for this would would be about an eight. Oh, an eight. So that's better yeah. than average. That's yeah, good. it's a, it. You know, I, I couldn't find a like. There was nothing in the game in itself that I could really complain about. Uh, now, if if playing it docked or undocked, still using motion controls, then this game would would drop down drastically. But it it, it plays really good in handheld. So yeah. Very nice. You know, I might have yeah. to check this out because I meant to check it out on our Minneapolis trip, but it was it was a pretty crazy trip as we will get yeah. into later. Yep. Um, but uh, it seemed to be an interesting game because as soon as you finished it, you like that was satisfying. Um, yeah. I, I kind of. I was just going to say real quick, did... thank you for Broken okay. Rules for supplying us as a, a review copy yeah. because we don't get review copies very often. Yeah, that was uh, very awesome. Um, I was going to say, I, I didn't really know how I felt about the game in itself until, um, till the end. Cause I didn't know where it was going to go and it kind of threw me for, for a curveball at the end. So that, that's what I really did appreciate about that, about the story in it, uh, is that it, it kind of t- twisted things just a little bit at the end. I know uh, a couple of you guys have been playing another game on the switch called membrane. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And mm-hmm. before we, uh, you know, talk about Membrane, I just want to say it's a huge shout out to Jessica and Seth because um, they're the the developers of of this game. They actually contacted us, and so they and then they supplied us with two copies to go ahead and 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 play through and and talk about it on today. And actually, they will be on the show. At some point, because uh, we asked them for an interview, so they will also be on the show to talk about Membrane. Because I do have a lot of questions about this game as far as you know, design and things like that. Because uh, it's very trippy. It's a very trippy game. Um, but um, Andrew, you played more than I did, so I think you should talk about it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was actually really impressed. I know when um, I think you had started playing it before I did, and I know you'd commented on um, it's primarily. Um, a platform puzzle game, uh, and I would say leaning more towards the puzzle side. There's there's some platforming in it, but um, but anyway, uh, it's uh, I, I just think in short, I, I I think that it was awesome. Actually, it's pretty difficult, and I know Carrington, you and I were discussing that early on, and um, like when you start out the first. I don't know, six or eight levels, they're pretty much just getting in, getting you into the mechanics and it's, you know, they pretty much have the, the training wheels on and, uh, it's pretty easy. But as soon as you get through that section, uh, they ratchet up the difficulty, uh, pretty considerably. And a lot of it, I think is just, um, I don't, I suppose you never know, but I'm, I'm positive just about every one of those levels, there's multiple ways to solve, uh, solve the puzzles. Um, basically all you're trying to do is just navigate your little character, through this gigantic um, underground cave system, I believe. So at least that's what it looks like. And uh, basically you start off on one side of the map and, and you try to navigate to the other side. Uh, usually there's a few collectibles in each level that you're trying to also, that you can choose to get or not. Uh, but you do have to get a certain number of them to continue to advance. Um, but anyway, like I said, I would say um, it, there was a couple of times uh, it, it really varied. And I think a lot of times that's... Uh, 
how you uh, how you think like it, it, some puzzles like it just kind of matches up like really easily i think probably with some people just the way they tackle things and so like there was i found myself with some levels i was breezing through them in a, a couple minutes at most and then there was uh, a handful i think maybe two or three that i remember that i was probably stuck on for like half an hour at least i think i remember um, one of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yeah. there was there was well that one i don't want to spoil anything on this one in particular let's just say um most of them like at least from what i remember well i, I know it's just you know i just played a few days ago but you were like building bridges and stuff because your character can like shoot out like these little cubes that uh you can use to create like uh stairs for yourself or uh, like a bridge several things like that and then he also can conversely shoot these little triangle pieces that essentially uh cut the uh, the cubes and like say if you make a because you have only have a limited number of these building cubes to get around and navigate the environment so like say if you build a, a bridge to cross a, a chasm you will want to destroy that bridge once you get on the other side a lot of times at least in order to get part of your reserves back because you might need it further you know to get further through the room anyway um, but that's typically how much those those other levels go. Is is you're really dependent on uh, on some combination of building with those cubes and destroying with the little triangle pieces, or occasionally you can use even use the little triangle pieces uh, to manipulate other objects in the map. But uh, this one that took me the longest was you basically have to balance on uh, this giant green ball that's in like floating in this lake of like pink acid or whatever because all i know that is as soon as you touch it you die like not even like oh you have two seconds to get out like the instant you touch it your character just evaporates so um and that was very different uh, from any of the other levels that i played and so it one it just kind of took me a while to realize like holy crap like i have to balance across this like this mo like go through this moat of death on this teeny tiny well it's a, it's a relatively big ball but very minor mistakes and you instantly end up falling in. So anyway, uh, that one, I guess like I said, it was one of those things I didn't think of at that you know, at first that that was even an option. And then even once I figured out that that was the play, it took me like probably at least a good 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> once I was positive, that was the way to do it and, to, to and make it work. Many times of holding yourself back from throwing your switch out the, Oh, oh yeah, dude. There was totally yeah. Like I said, I was definitely just like in my mind, like I rolled down the window very calmly and just like frisbeed it out, and I'm like, well, and I beat it. But, like, take that switch. That's right. Make me look stupid. I'll show you. But no. Yeah, I'll uh, definitely say anyone listening out there, definitely check out Membrane. It's on the Nintendo Switch. But be warned, this game is not easy. It's not. No, it's. I really. I'm. I don't know. I think that for me, and I guess it would all depend. Uh, I, I was really pleased with the difficulty. Uh, I don't yeah. like games that are just like, once again, I think I've said this before. I don't like games that are difficult just for difficulty's sake or because they have jacked up controls, you know, something like mm -hmm. that, where like they intentionally make sloppy controls to make life hard. I think that's just stupid. Um, so like the controls are tight, like the, mm -hmm. the, the in game, I don't know, the, physics if you will like you know the system it all, it's all logical and translates from level to level um so i mean it's really like mechanics wise and just you know general setup it's great uh so i really enjoyed that i embraced the difficulty on this one um 
because I think it was really more Dixie just about creatively tackling each level. And, and some were more apparent as to what to do than others. But um, once again, like I said, it, that, that's my biggest thing. Like I said, just don't make, uh, don't make sloppy controls. And everything in this was really tight and smooth. So hats off to them. Um, as far as story goes, like me, like Kyle on, on the other game, um, on Old Man's Journey, it, there's really not a lot of story to this, that I, at least that I got out of it. Um, art style is really cool. A lot of bright colors. Um, and I will nothing. say also, that's what jumped out to me was the art style. Um, as soon as you open up the game, I'm like, yeah, that's when I say this game is trippy. Like, I feel like if you're on drugs, this is what it's like as far as like <laughs> what you see and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, oh yeah. A lot of bright greens, a yeah. lot of bright pinks and a lot of pools of pink acid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> of death. Right. But, uh, so you mentioned there's like it's it's uh heavy platformer i mean do you encounter any any enemies or any kind of like opposing forces in this game or is it just strictly get from one point to the next point um as far as i i, I did not beat it 100 percent as of yet i'm still in the process of playing mm-hmm. it because as pointed out it is a bit difficult um the only like and I, don't, I think i'll see what you think carrington the only enemy to me is like one of the uh, normally like the collectibles are just kind of like floating somewhere in the level. And once, as long as you can figure out how to get to them, they're just yours automatically. But uh, a small percentage of the collectibles are these little mushrooms, like these sentient mushrooms. Okay. That, yeah, um, this is really getting into drugs. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's very, very solid point. Uh, I suppose I hadn't thought of that. I should have, but, uh, but yeah, and these mushrooms basically like walk back and forth in a given area, and if they see you, which is basically it's like line of sight. If you're in their mm-hmm. line of sight, like then they will basically shut down, and you cannot hit them and do anything. So you have basically have to figure out a way to angle yourself where you can hit them with like your little cubes or your little triangles uh, a few times while they're still like walking back and forth. Uh, but like I said, they can't see you. So you basically either have to like bounce off of the environment, bounce something like off the environment, you know, and hit it at a, hit them at an angle, almost like a, a trick shot, so to speak. Um, or sometimes like if you just get the angle perfectly, you can just kind of stand back at a certain level and just kind of arc a mm-hmm. shot at them. But, uh, that's the closest thing I would call an enemy. What about you, Carrington? Yeah, I have to agree. Cause they, I mean, you can touch them, you can jump on them. You, they won't do anything to you. Um, but like I say, they have these little orbs that you're trying to collect. So that's, that's the only thing that that's the reason for trying to, trying to, uh, tip them over, I guess, and, and try and grab that orb that they have. Um, cause you need, you need a certain amount of orbs to move on to the next section of the game. So each section has probably, I'd say, uh, what would you say? Probably about 10 levels or so. I mean, around uh, there, roughly around there. I'd say if you were just going to, yeah, it varies, but I'd say as an average, yeah, that's a solid average, 10, 10 per section. I think there's like six or eight sections. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So, uh, another thing that I was thinking about was um, with the game being difficult, you know, it's, it's kind of common nowadays for video games to hold your hand. Uh, did you feel that at all this game or did it just drop you in and say, have fun? It um, drops you in. Like, even the tutorial, like the quote unquote tutorial levels, it doesn't tell you what to do. You just do it. And then you're just supposed to learn the mechanics of the game as you progress. Okay. Is that right, Andrew? If I remember right, like it doesn't. I mean, there's some small yeah. stuff like you can press this button, this will happen. And you're like, oh, okay. But there's no like actual tutorial really that tells you what to do. Yeah, I, I'd, 
I don't even know if there was that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much drops you in. But the good news is, is like the mechanics are like they're very solid and they're pretty basic. I mean, I think most people, you know, anybody who's got any gaming experience, you know, you as soon as they drop you in a game, you're like, you start pressing buttons and see what happens. And I'd say that, you know, if you have any gaming experience at all, even if I'm I'm 99 percent sure there was no like a t- tutorial that was just, you know, just as such, you know, press A to do this, B to do that kind of thing. But you should be able to figure it out in like 30 seconds to a minute as to what okay. everything does. Um, and then when they introduce a new thing to you, it becomes, you know, you might, it's it's still a button you've probably already messed with, but it, it, it just, be, a lot of it's pretty clear. I guess it's, it's it kind of is, uh, it holds your hand without like insulting your intelligence, I guess you'd without say. Without throwing a leash around your neck. So, um, so yeah, I, I would say that that's the case and, um, they said they do a good job of, of like said just basically just as soon as you get your feet under you, um, they they just throw you into the fire pretty much as far as once you are once you've mastered the basics. Um, so now real, uh, I was actually I'm I'm a big fan of the game. I, I at first okay. like Carrington kind of scared me when he was like, yeah, I don't know, man, it's pretty tough, and like, oh well, we'll see. <laughs> but once again, I think it's tough in the right way. Uh, yeah. Said, if it's if it's just like. It, you know, meant to be infuriating just by design. I cannot stand that. You can tell that was not their intention at all. Uh, the uh, the designers, you can tell they um, they must be pretty uh, pretty smart people because <laughs> they had uh, some. It's some pretty neat puzzles, and um, and I like the fact that I know I know there's several things that I solved that was not in quote the traditional way. So it's not you don't you're not locked into like this is the only way to figure this puzzle out. Like yeah. if you look at it and you're like, well, if I put this here and I put that there and I shoot this, then this will probably work. It it's it probably you know and if you're getting a feel for the game, that's that's probably our route you can go. It might not be the easiest route, it might not be the best, or it might even be better than their intended route. I, I think that they pretty much just said, like, you know, let's set this. I feel like when they discuss these puzzle designs for each room, they're like, all right, this is the this is the way we know they can do it. But with the tools they have, I'm sure there's other ways to get it done. You know, I'm pretty sure like they were like, as long as we know we gave them one way to do it, you know. Let's see what they see what people come up with, you know, is otherwise. So yeah, membrane is certainly a game that will mess with you. Um, but you know, there are certain games that such as I'll just throw it out there, Dark Souls. You know, everyone talks about, you know, um how difficult it is, but a game like that is difficult because it's just trying to be difficult without, you know, it's frustratingly difficult kind of thing. But whereas membrane, it tests your, your mind and your skills kind of, in a way. And like, as Andrew was saying, like it doesn't, it's not difficult for the sake of being difficult. It's difficult because it's trying to make you think outside the box and trying to get you to, to think about certain things. And then you feel like you're the smartest person on earth when you solve the puzzle. And I, mm. yeah, it, it doesn't feel like, Oh, once you conquer a certain thing like oh great i conquered this and now i have to conquer this other hard thing and it's going to take me another hour two hours to conquer and it's just you know to me that without uh, with very little reward uh, games like that aren't necessarily fun but membrane is fun but it is frustratingly difficult first and then it's fun when you figure it out I will say just like to, if anybody does t- decide to pick it up after listening to this, um, which I would highly recommend, um, don't uh, assume that like each level gets progressively or successively, however you want to put it, harder. Because like that, like if you do that, 
inevitably like within the first 10 to 15 of the harder levels, you will quit. Cause you'll be like, wow, if this like, you know, if this is just quote the next step, like I'm out, like, that's not the case. I, I really do think that it's about uh, how you think. Uh, I'm sure that some of the levels that I struggled with a little bit, somebody else would hop in and, and crush in like two minutes and I'd feel like an idiot. And conversely, I'm sure there's ones that, uh, that I broke, like was breezing through that people would be like, what the crap, dude. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, um, the level design is varied. Um, and, and the puzzles, like they all, you know, you can tell when you get that first initial like jump, you can tell that that occurs. But as far as like each level does not scale and just get harder and harder and harder. Uh, it's cause like I had ones where I'd get stuck, you know, for a half hour and then I'd get into like the next three or four or five and just boom, boom, boom. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is if you do get stuck on one, don't just assume that that's as far as you can make it in the game. It's like tough it out and, and you'll probably get through the next several with no, you know, no significant, uh, struggle or difficulty. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was important to say, cause for myself, there's a couple of times I'm like, well, this is probably it for me. But after you, <laughs> <laughs> after you get, you know, like this is as far as my dumb, you know, my dumb self can get. But, um, but if, if you can get through some of those harder levels, it, it's not going to be like just as bad or worse on each yeah. successive level. It varies. Yeah. So that, that sounds rewarding, especially, you know, you have a, a few, few easy levels and there's a real challenging level. And then it pays off to beat that. Then you give yourself a little break before the next, you know, big one comes up. Yeah, for you sure. To conquer. And I will say, uh, you know, while playing Membrane and watching you play Membrane as well, Andrew, that I do feel like that was definitely the thing where there were levels I was stuck on. You breezed right through, and then vice versa. Just from you yeah, saying absolutely. it, like, like I think I remember one level in particular that I was like. I didn't want to say it. You're like, I mean, I'm stuck here. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, I figured this out. But then, And then when you say, oh, yeah, I finished that level. And you're like, I was like, oh, crap. I was stuck on that for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. It de- definitely depends on what kind of thinker you are. And like I said, if you process things differently, uh, you- you'll definitely finish puzzles at different rates from other people. Huh. Well, sweet. Yeah, it sounds like a good game. It is. I-, I was, as far as a puzzle goes, a puzzle game goes, it's really good, so we'll, you'll you'll find that out when I give my rating here in a minute, okay. <laughs> or if we're, that, if we're to that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hear it. What uh, so what would you rate Membrane on the Switch? Honestly, just like talking about it now and just discussing it for this review process, um, I'm I almost get excited talking about it, uh, especially because just if you're in the mood for a puzzle game, it's awesome. So, um, this might be the highest rating I've given a game. Ten Don't, but, but fear ten. not, fear oh, not. Babe. No. The oh, curse of the Kraken <laughs> is not coming now. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nine. Oh, nice. very nice. I'm, I okay. I was impressed with it. I really was. Um, so so yeah. membrane from Perfect Hat from a couple. Jessica and Seth gets a nine out of ten from Andrew. Is that correct? Yes, a nine out of ten. It's uh, definitely. Um, it's the best puzzle game I've played in a long time. That's awesome. And I will say, too, that something that we did not talk about that I, I will say real quick, that it takes place inside of a person's head. So each little section is a different part of the head. You know, you start with the brain, then the ear, nose, and stuff like that. So I don't know how – that's part of the also, like, the trippy part because each cutscene is just, like, zooming out and zooming in and doing some weird stuff. That's awesome. Um but Andrew, you are farther than I am, so you are definitely more capable of giving it a rating, more so than me. It's like I, I don't, I'm actually, uh, I didn't expect to give it that kind of a rating when I started out, but the more I played it, and just the more we're discussing it now, like, just, just, 
it's just an awesome game, man. Yeah, that's cool. Definitely one that uh, I want to check out. Yeah. Um, sometime this year. And I will say, because uh, for the most part, Andrew, um, you started playing it, like you downloaded it at my place uh, right before the Minneapolis trip, and then you played it because, I mean, it was a 12-hour drive, so you played it in the car yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, uh, it was... Um, oh, I guess we should address the length. On the length of it, like, I'm not 100% through it, but just kind of, once again, uh, it, it's one of these games that, um, because of the fact that the difficulty is kind of across the... It, it's difficult, you know, consistently, but it can become particularly difficult depending on how you view things, like I said, from puzzle to puzzle. It's kind of, I guess it's kind of tough to gauge exactly, but uh, I could see... I don't know, like, this is a bit of a range, but I'd say, like, maybe, like, five to eight hours. Uh, I guess I haven't gotten through it yet, so that might be a little on the... I mean, I may be underestimating, depending on what happens towards the very end of the game, but I I, I got I got through a pretty good chunk of it, and just kind of at the rate I was going, I think I probably got, like, hmm, probably got four hours or so in it, and uh, I'd say, I, I based on what I'm seeing, I'd say I'm halfway plus through it. Uh, so anyway, but a uh, pretty decent little le- amount of length as far as once again, I don't know is, you know, if you, if you could beat every level in two minutes, if you're just one of those freaks, <laughs> can, right through it. just like beast through every puzzle, yeah. then it might be just a matter of a couple hours. But I'd say for the average person, you, you'd at least be six or eight hours to, to beat it. I'd say that's about yeah. correct. It's worth, that, that sounds like a pretty uh, good chunk of time for a game, especially like an indie puzzle game. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to have well, cool. Jessica and uh, Seth on the show so we can really talk about. Because I have a ton of questions about the art style. And <laughs> you can just dive into it. No. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. I've, yeah. I've 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 several as well. It's going to be a cool interview. Awesome. Well, uh, so before we go into our our break here. Uh, our sponsor again, Carrington. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Studio. And you know, I'm always looking for some new headphones to add to my collection. And I think I found some great ones that I won't be switching away from for quite some time. I'm talking about using Studio's Regent headphones, the premium on-ear model. Cause I'm not about those, those earbuds. I'm all about the on-ear stuff. So with the impeccable clarity and the instrumental tones and well-balanced sounds, uh, these are wireless headphones with about 24 hours of active, active battery life and 20 days of standby life. So it will last you quite some time when you're on the go. And you can also, if you if it's running low on batteries, there's even a cord uh, you can use for it. So you don't even have to use up the batteries, which is fantastic and perfect. You can head over right now to studio.com. That's S-U-D-I-O.com, studio, and use promo code RDP as in Real Dudes Podcast. And you can get 50% off of your order. Once again, that's studio.com, promo code RDP for 15% off. Enjoy the break. If you like video games, debates, and silly banter, you'll love Gamerhead's podcast. Outside of your store, because I do feel like your store knows its identity. I do. I think that you guys know what um, you are. No? Not always. Really? It sells fidget spinners. Well, not anymore. I mean, for a yeah, while. But not I mean, anymore. Not, not You're experimenting not, not with anymore. Our... That's what I'm saying, though. You were just experimenting. <laughs> Golf was made by a Japanese guy. Yeah. Yeah. Go Iwata. Yeah. Oh, the game. Yeah, not the okay. sport. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. like, huh. Well, speaking of Nintendo. <laughs> Follow Gamerheads on Podbean at gamerheadspodcast.podbean.com. 
Hey everyone, Carrington here, co-host of Real Dudes Podcast. I'm here to tell you about our new affiliate, Podbean. That's right, if you're looking to get into a podcast, you can get your first month service for free. You can do so by heading to the website, podbean.com rdp, or using the promo code rdp, and you can get their first month's premium service for free. They are our personal podcasting host and we love them we wouldn't be here talking about it if we didn't love them so much so head on over to podbean.com rdp or promo code rdp and get that first month service for free and as always have a rad day we here at real dudes want to give a huge shout out to guitaro man for letting us use his music on this episode you can find more of his music on soundcloud and be sure to give him a follow on twitter at i am guitaro man That is G-I-T-A-R-U-M-A-N. Thanks, and let's get back to this episode. And we are back from that break. Hope you uh, enjoyed hearing those cool ads, because I know you love the elevator music that plays in them. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Uh, So we've we've got a pretty good chunk of news uh, before we get into our our road trip story here, um, Playdead Studios announced that we are getting an inside collector's edition. We as in that's right. podcast. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> just the general public. Just the general public. Uh, as you know, Inside is this game that I enjoy slightly. Just a little bit. You've only mentioned it once or twice. Maybe. Maybe just once or twice. Exactly. That's what I thought. Um, so I just want I just want to read this to you guys real quick because uh, I was super excited when I heard this, and then I was taken back <laughs> real hard. Oh yes, uh, yes. Tell us, Kyle. All right. So this is a so the details on from what I've read here. It's a limited time release. It definitely includes uh, an uh, inside copy of the disc. It also includes other stuff, and it's limit two per customer. Guys, this collector's edition can be yours for a small price of $375. Oh my gosh, does, does it say what it's come with besides the game? No. It, it comes with the nope. game and other stuff. And oh, other stuff. Okay. Other stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, that's uh, that's something. And and you know, I'm just I'm shocked that they would limit you to two per customer. I'm sure oh. people would want to buy more. I mean, my uh, goodness, uh, I was thinking of buying four, and then I'm like, well, shoot, two per customer. I'm screwed. So, what would it take for you to spend three hundred and seventy five dollars on this? I mean, okay, so you know how on Patreon they give you know. like incentives, like oh, you're gonna have you know lunch with the developers and insight on the next game, and you can even give out suggestions, and we'll put it in the next thing, and. And you can have, you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, C. I might spend three seventy five for that if I had just the money laying around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd have to be something like that. Like something where I got like access to the actual developer and could have some influence on either like DLC that would, for that game that would be coming out or, or uh, for, for like something from the, you know, for the next game that would be upcoming. And obviously I realized I couldn't, you know, write the whole story or anything, but some small but still significant, I guess you could say, to at least something to me that I could point to, like, oh, cool, I, you know, I was involved in that kind of thing. Yeah. It'd have to be something like that for me to drop that kind of cash. 
on a, on a game for sure. And I will say too, because Play Dead is so private about everything they do. I mean, oh yeah, they don't even do interviews. So no. when they announce things, and I've asked. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I know, I know you've asked. <laughs> so if they did come up with some sort of incentive that was something like that, where you could like maybe tour the studio or something, that would be huge. Oh yeah. Oh man. Kyle's like, oh my god, man! Should I drop the money? Should I drop it? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, funny. I think what I would have to get is uh, a physical copy of the game plus four hundred dollars cash. Uh, four plus four hundred dollars <laughs> cash. So they're Pretty paying much. me. Yeah, yeah. That's just too much. I, I and and I think consider it as a gamble because you don't know what you're getting with it. No, you don't. It, I mean the. The press release for it, it's literally looks like looks like a just like a present, like a yeah. Is it at least like, a cool box? Yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe uh, maybe you know the other stuff. We don't know. It could be like a mail order bride or something. You know, <laughs> for all those lonely so, people out there. I, mean, I am single. <laughs> or like a mail order bride. <laughs> or a part time model. Part time. I mean, hey, if, if, uh. if she's Eastern European, those are some beautiful women out there. <laughs> oh boy! But then Liam Neeson's coming for you, dude. No, you know it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a special set of skills, son. Don't do it. It's like you've seen how the last three guys that went for him. You're just saying. I'm guessing one of the things that my my uh, mind went to when I heard 375 is maybe you get your name on the credits for their next game, like a special thanks to. Which maybe means- it's kind of like. Uh, uh, Kickstarter for their next game in a way, quote unquote Kickstarter. I doubt they need money for a Kickstarter, but you know, just kind of, kind of spitballing here. Those, yeah, yeah. Take more than my name in the credits for me to drop <laughs> that kind of yeah. cash, but yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, so um, let's see what else is going on in the news here. Uh, we had uh, Nintendo Direct today. Yes. Oh my god! So gosh, today is yes. March eighth. Uh, before we get into the AAA news, we'll discuss some smaller things first. Uh, Little Nightmares is going to release on the Switch. Super good game. If you like uh, Inside, this is definitely one that you need to check out. Um, if you're craving more of that dark uh, uh, 2D side-scrolling kind of horror game, um, this is coming with the, I guess you would call it the Definitive Edition or the uh, Complete Edition. You get the DLC with it. Yep, yep. And then uh, Undertale was also uh, announced uh, for release on Switch. Um, I don't have the dates for those. They The dates were not announced for those, I don't think, if I remember okay. right, because I did watch the Direct. I think they I were, can, they, I I, think they were general stuff, if I remember right. Like, yeah. oh, hey, this is coming out spring kind of thing. Yeah, it'll probably be in the next uh Within the next few two, months, because the Direct Nothing was next year. It was all this year stuff, yeah. so it's definitely coming out in the next few months. I would say May um, at the latest. And then also, we have Castle of Heart. Uh, this, I don't think this was on the Nintendo Direct, no, but it, no, it, it is a game that is being released on Switch here uh, very soon. And it's a another 2D side-scroller, but it's it's got like a uh, 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 Metroidvania kind of style look to it with Dark Souls mixed with it. So it's like back in medieval times, you're fighting monsters, and then uh, it, it looks really challenging, almost like roguelike. Uh, and that's as far as I know about it, but I definitely want to check it out when it, when it releases. Um, and then another weird announcement, Fortnite 
is being released on mobile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. How's that going to play? I don't, no, I don't, I don't think it's going to go well. Uh, uh, Why not? Yeah, the, I don't. The building aspect is going to lose all momentum. That's what sets it apart from other battle royales at the moment. And mm-hmm. on console, building is tough enough. On mobile, it's going to be. I feel well, like what about like sniping and stuff? Won't that be like impossible? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I can see that. Pinch your fingers to zoom in, zoom out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't yeah, really only, for, only for those with dexterous fingers. Yeah, I don't see how battle royales <laughs> I mean, play on mobile. What people are wanting that on their phone? I mean, Fortnite is coming to the Switch. I'm like, I mean, that to me, that's as I mobile. Can see as that. You, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like actual mobile phones, I just don't. For some reason, like the way the game looks, I don't know how a phone can run that. I don't either. And yeah. The, the eight bit version of Fortnite, <laughs> something yes, uh, side scrolling. Yeah, I don't know. That that's definitely was a surprise. I saw that tweet today, and I was like, I don't know how that's gonna work out. Um, Bavangele. So they had a live stream last week of their game for the Kickstarter, and uh, I got to uh, watch some of the gameplay. The game looks awesome. Uh, if you haven't listened to our interview, we we got to. Uh, talked to developers last year about the game and uh, what it is. Uh, it's uh, it, it's kind of a throwback to um, old JRPGs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, it definitely looks uh, it's it's gorgeous looking. The the graphics it looks real good, beautiful. Um, I was watching some of the battles take place in the game and it reminded me of a mix between uh, like a Final Fantasy. Um, but with more mobility in the game, like you, you can kind of run around in this little, uh, within this little, uh, boundary of an area. Um, but I, I was talking to them, uh, through Facebook and, uh, asking them, you know, how long is this game going to be? Uh, are you expecting it to be on consoles? Um, right now they are looking at a steam release. Uh, they definitely want to release it on consoles, um, in the future, which, uh, you know, with the way that Nintendo is accepting any developers, they are hoping to uh, get something set up with Nintendo and have it on the Switch, which would be awesome. Um, and then, uh, as far as, you know, J- JRPGs, I remember them being like 30, 40 hours plus games. Uh, this, they said, uh, y- you could possibly 100% it within 20 hours, which is still a pretty, pretty huge chunk uh, for an indie uh, RPG game, so I'm looking forward to this. I hopefully we can get them back on the show to talk about uh, Bavangeli some more. For sure. And Kyle, I just want to make a small correction. You said we interviewed them last year. We actually interviewed them back in 2016. Are you serious? Yeah, man. It was almost two years ago. I thought it was early 2017. No, it was wow. late 2016. It was like in August or September of 2016. Okay. Wow. Isn't that crazy so, yeah. to think about that? It's been it is. Two years it in. seems like it was just yesterday. I know, right? Wow, had, you're old. Um, I know. Gosh, don't yeah. remind me. We had Caleb and Jake. Uh, I think they were in on that interview too, which it was rare for them to yeah. do on interviews. But they were yep. they were they were with us back at, back then, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, guys, Tequila Works got our plaque. Oh yeah. For yeah, game of the cool. year. I have to admit that was really cool to see them tweet that out and and shouting us out like that. Um, yeah. yeah. 
I, I was speechless. I was like, oh, they got it. Because, I mean, we get stuff sometimes. I get notifications on my phone sometimes, for, you know, from fellow podcasters and, and stuff. Like, when we they tag us and post and stuff. So, I thought it was one of them. But, nope. It was Tequila Works and one of their creators uh, had shouted us out. And I'm like, oh, they finally got it. Because we, we talked about giving them a plaque uh, back in December, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, it's cool. Definitely cool to see uh, some of the love giving back. Um, so the big, uh, big announcement that I think everyone is excited for. It's not indie related, but uh, you know we just so much love for this series. Super Smash Brothers announced for Switch release in 2018. Oh my goodness! Because I, like I said, I watched the Nintendo Direct. I had chills literally the entire time because the way the if you haven't watched the reveal trailer for smash yet i recommend you go out and watch it right now because it like you don't expect it to happen so when i was watching the nintendo direct it starts off with two inklings um like playing around like shooting each other from splatoon and stuff they're just running around shooting each other in like this like very like generic space or whatever and then it gets dark all of a sudden. They stop shooting each other and they turn around. And then the Smash logo appears. And I was going nuts in my apartment. I was, I was, I could not even believe, like, oh my gosh, this is, this is Smash. This is Smash Brothers. And then, I mean, they don't, no gameplay is shown. It's literally just a reveal trailer. And just from the looks of it, I, you know, I don't know if it's, it, mm, I don't know. Jake and I were talking earlier today. We don't think it's a straight port from Smash 4 because. Link, it's the it is clearly Breath of the Wild Link. Like it is, yeah. it's not a uh, classic Link as you know him. It's clearly he's got. It's just the way the hair looks and stuff. You can tell that's Breath of the Wild Link. That that's the look oh, that yeah. Nintendo is pushing right now. Yeah, uh, it's, I was just the the way the trailer and you see how the Inklings like look back in fear. Oh of yeah, the, the logo, and then you see uh, the silhouette of all of the characters kind of piled underneath of it. Because the crazy thing was like the build up to that whole that whole announcement, that reveal trailer. They were talking about Splatoon for probably a good ten minutes, and they're like, "Oh, we have another announcement to make." Like it was just casual. Like, "Oh, there's one more video we got to show you guys," and then you see the Inklings well, they're... running around, and it's just like, "Oh, yeah. okay, it's more Splatoon news." Lame. Nope. Yeah, they're they're good at doing that, like being real casual and then just throwing this giant announcement just out of nowhere at you so that's uh i can't wait i'm predicting it'll be out uh uh late this year i'd say right before the holiday season oh yeah that was the other thing too it said 2018 at the end when i said yeah. like oh my gosh i'm getting chills right now thinking about it because i was just talking with you cody i was like i need to brush up on my smash brothers oh yeah <laughs> and, and then nintendo brings this up i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> what are the odds <laughs> That's it, man. That's our news. Um, so, guys, we went on a trip. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we did. And it was probably the most exhausting trip <laughs> I've ever been on. You and I think all of us can agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we went to uh, Minneapolis. Minnesota. Um, I I don't really know how you guys want to do this. I mean, I actually wrote down quite a few notes that I'm trying to access right now. Okay. I've got to bring that up. I'll just 
kickstart it. Uh, okay. So, Game Informer had their 300th uh, issue release um, uh, reveal party in uh, Fulton Brewery at Minneapolis. And uh, uh, we decided to pack our bags up and go. Um, so, you know, I, I left my house at about 8 o'clock Friday night. And I got to Carrington's midnight. No, about a little, about yeah, yeah. little bit before midnight. And that's when the trip began. We all packed up uh, into our mid-size sedan, uh, Hyundai Accent. <laughs> yeah. Did we ever no. come up with a yeah. name for a Hyundai Accent? POS. Uh, <laughs> I remember <laughs> it, I remember Andrew's name for <laughs> But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think we, there was one consensus dedicated name. Yeah, I know Betty White was thrown, but we were like Betty White is too yeah. classy for this car. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, so we drove uh, seven hundred some miles. Was it one way? About seven twenty five one way. And uh, we should get a real life achievement for not having cruise control. Oh, oh yeah, Carrington. <laughs> Who was responsible for that? Do you would you remember? I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I was just I just got a car. I mean, I just I, I, I just remember there was some reference to like you know getting the SUV, and then, then you know you're like, nah, man, I'm good. Just make sure it's got that XM radio, nothing else. <laughs> well, see, okay, so this is what happened, right? I, I you know I signed up for everything. Like, oh hey, yeah, I just want a car. Just give it to me. So I go to Enterprise, and then they didn't really have a whole bunch of sedans, which is what I signed up for. And I think we have one sedan, but you can get an SUV if you want to. And I was thinking, you know. For the group, right? Because, you know, that's going to just waste more gas. I'm like, nah, fam. We don't need no SUV. <laughs> Give me that sedan. <laughs> and then I didn't even ask or, or, or anything. So I get in the car, drive well, it back co- to my place, right? Yeah. And then I think it was Cody. Cody, you Cody, asked, yeah. like, hey, is there uh, cruise control? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It should. I mean, most modern cars have cruise control. So we go to the store before Kyle gets to my place to pick up a few things. There's no cruise control. I'm like, oh, there's no cruise oh, gosh. control. So that was, that was, that was the beginning of our adventure. Yeah. That was the start. <laughs> 12 hour trip. No yeah, cruise control. Oh man. Four drivers. Four drivers, yes. Uh, you know, splitting it up wasn't so bad. Uh, I think if it was one person driving all the way there by themselves to no cruise control, that would have been awful. Ew. I guess it did help a little bit so that it was harder to fall, like, doze off if you were the driver because, you know, it'd be, uh, I don't know, you definitely would catch yourself more. So I thought I was pretty alert whenever I was driving. I found myself likewise. speeding more, a lot more. Oh, yes. yes. A lot. That is true. Without That's cruise so control, true. yeah. Definitely, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to ask uh, if you can recall what was the fastest you were going when you looked down. The fastest? Yeah. Uh, I don't I know. The fastest I went was 80, 85 for me, too. Yeah, in that area. The fastest I went was on my way from Carrington's back to my house <laughs> Monday morning. <laughs> and oh, I won't geez. disclose that, oh, what yeah. speed I went, but it was the speed of, I kind of wake up in three hours mm-hmm. and go to work. But uh, back to going, you know, heading there. Um, yeah, definitely having four drivers was, was the way to go. Uh, just, to you know, having four people in the car, we were able to keep each other awake. Uh, but, you know, with me behind the wheel... 
um, <laughs> trying to get air. I think nobody <laughs> had a problem falling asleep. I think it was fantastic too because we switched in the middle of it was in the middle of Indiana somewhere uh, on our way to Minneapolis. And I remember Kyle, you and I slept first while Andrew and Cody were up front uh, staying awake because Cody, you drove the first leg. Mm-hmm. And if you were dozing off when Kyle caught air in the middle of Chicago, <laughs> you, you weren't after that. Exactly. Not after that. You didn't trust Kyle driving anymore. Yeah. Unre- unrelated note, like, I think. There and back, I slept like a total of two and a half hours. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was not that was very much. There with you. Yeah. But yeah, uh, out of anywhere in that road, like I even tried to keep an eye on it on the way back home. There was nowhere that I could have been a potential ramp, but whatever I hit in the road there, it. <laughs> I, I just remember I'm positive both there was a hit. moment where like all the tires were off the ground. Yeah. There's no question. <laughs> I remember looking in the back and everybody's head was kind of like <laughs> almost brushing or hitting the ceiling. <laughs> I'm sure that like somewhere Vin Diesel was proud in that moment. He felt it. It's that moment when you're in the back of the school bus and it goes over like a little hump and you catapult because get launched. All that. <laughs> that was that moment. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got there. Let's see. We left 11:30. We got there about 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah that's true. But before that yeah. though, I do want to point out we we stopped in Wisconsin Dells. Oh boy! They had probably oh, oh. the most fancy McDonald's I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised I, which by we, the Wisconsin gas station how it has like a pile of cheeses and then a refrigerator full of forty different kind of brats. Yeah, that was yeah. that was crazy. It's a gas too. station? It's just it's Wisconsin. I guess so. It's like when people come to West Virginia and there's a big pile of pepperoni rolls. <laughs> And just describe this McDonald's and why it was so fancy, by the way. It looked like a log cabin. Like when you go, like, say, Gatlinburg or something, and you get... Like luxurious log cabin. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you grab a cabin for you and your friends to go and stay for the weekend. This cabin was... Like, if it didn't have the McDonald's logo anywhere near it, I would have never guessed it was a McDonald's. Because you walk inside, there's, like, chandeliers made out of, like, deer antlers and stuff. And there's an arcade room in there, too. Not a playpen. It's an arcade room. Yeah. But they had Guitar Hero and I, I gotta like, point out, even for a fancy, super cool McDonald's, what did they not have there, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, what was that? Well, I was gonna get that later we'll on. Get that, but, we'll get to uh, that later. There's this, oh, this it was a thing great Shamrock in. Shake that Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, I think that, so. yeah, I couldn't I couldn't pass that up. <laughs> uh yeah. As you come to find out later, uh, they do not have shamrock shakes. Dun, 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 dun. One of the only things I wanted this whole trip. Well, on the way home. <laughs> but before we get there, we should probably talk about Minneapolis first because yeah. that yeah. was on the trip back. So, we tried to get shamrock shakes. So we stayed, what, at the most luxurious hotel in Minneapolis? Oh, my gosh. It was wonderful. <laughs> it, for, it was for nice. only a what? It was like a hundred and some odd bucks on, for, the, for the night. It, yeah. 140 or 50. It was 150 yeah, a night. tax. Yeah. The Hotel Minneapolis, right downtown Minneapolis. That yeah. place was fancy. And then we show up with joggers and jeans and backpacks and everything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're out of place here. I mean, there was like oh, waterfalls man. and statues <laughs> and marble ceilings and marble yeah, flooring. Like, like, whoa. Yeah. It was it was really nice. Get there and hop in the showers and 
Go to the brewery. Ourselves a little woken up and walked straight to the brewery. Which was, what, yeah. probably about 11 blocks away? Yeah. Yeah, it was Which felt bad. like 11 miles. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. It was a wonderful Until walk. Until Cody said, after, no, it's further down the road. After sitting in a car for 12 hours, I enjoyed 11 block walk. Yeah. Likewise. And I will say, because, yeah. Cody, you got us good uh, on our way to Fulton's Brewery. Like, <laughs> We were almost there, and Cody was just like, yeah, we still probably have about a few more blocks to go. And then the look on Andrew and Kyle's face was priceless <laughs> when he said that. And when in reality, Fulton's was literally across the street. Yeah. Dummy dirty. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't very nice. Not nice at all. <laughs> but yeah, we got to Fulton, and uh, we we had a good time. Um well, yeah, it was awesome. I, I don't really know what like how to describe it. I mean, it was a very small the, bar, which I was surprised about. Um, yeah, and there were a ton of people there as soon as we showed up. But I, I mean, we—if you've listened to the show before, you know that you know we play Overwatch with Reiner and stuff. But what, one thing I I can appreciate, like as soon as we walked in, Reiner recognized us and walked right up to us, and you know he was in the middle of talking to people, which you know, I. I Shouted them out on my personal stuff, like you know, for the hospitality that him and well, as we'll get into, like Phil showed us, and it was really cool to well, even what, what were you gonna say, yeah. And well, and then Andy McNamara, uh, oh, yeah, chief editor, he was like awesome too, dude. I mean, just super welcoming and, and friendly. And I think he was shocked that we had come from so far, and yeah. I guess understandably so, yeah. You know, I, I will say that just the whole trip, like everybody that we interacted with that we came to see. Uh, was like super duper friendly and hospitable and just treated us like family. So yeah, I can't thank him enough. Yeah, and I will say yeah. it sounds like Reiner talks about us also because as soon as he introduced us, hey, these are the guys I play Overwatch with. Oh, you guys are from Ohio? I'm like, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was surreal. Yeah, yeah, that uh, just seeing all the editors there and just the support from you know people who read the magazine just mingling around hanging out that mm-hmm. it just it was such a good environment um yeah and, and then they actually I, I met a dude i thought it was funny because i met a dude from chicago while we were there and then you guys says hey carrington do you know that guy i was like nope i just met him let's shout out to friends. that dude yeah <laughs> i don't remember his name unfortunately <laughs> oh no uh you're always making friends no matter where we are yeah, you know how i be so yeah. they you know the lead up to the reveal um, was going to be done on the podcast. So th- they had a whole live recording uh, area set up uh, to do an actual show. And I think that was probably one of my favorite things throughout the trip, was just seeing, you know, because I listen to them. I try to listen to them every week. And actually being able to see them interact in person is just a whole different story. Um, I can agree it, with it that. It was just surreal. It was super cool. And... uh you know, you can really tell they love doing what they do. For sure. I, I appreciate that. And it was just, like I said, like you said it was surreal. Like, for like for example, Leo Vader, he, he's usually behind the scenes. You hear his voice, but you never actually see him. Uh-huh. And to actually, like, meet him in person was, was just really cool. And it was one of the f- first people that Reiner introduced us to. Because as soon as we got there, yeah. Reiner started introducing us to people. The first people he introduced us to was Ben Hansen and uh, Leo Vader, which was really cool. And it was just... yeah. In a way, like in my head, that's how I pictured him. But at the same time, it was just like, man, this is Leo Vader. 
<laughs> the voice. No yeah. relation to Darth Vader. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Anybody who's quite, you know, who's curious, just so you guys know. Not Darth Leo Vader. <laughs> or is he? Dun dun dun. And so they went through their show and they they discussed, you know, they I can't remember exactly how many. It was either four or six uh I think it was four um covers that they re- revealed as their 300th issue. Yeah, it was like four or five. Uh, and and two, I will say too, like I had my Sonic hat on. And everywhere I went, every editor I talked to and person that worked for GI, they're like, "Oh man, Brian Shea is going to be so jealous of that of that hat." You know, you better hide it. I saw Brian Shea there several times. He never said a word, so he must not have been that jealous of it. He was probably like, it's cool, but it had been cooler and more culturally, culturally relevant if it was a Mario hat. Whatever. <laughs> Which, I mean, we saw, I, I mean, I saw his desk. It was filled with Sonic stuff, so he's definitely a Sonic fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. This had to get that Fair enough. He probably, he probably has the same hat in his closet. Oh, it, yeah, it's quite possible. Quite possible. Yeah. But yeah, seeing that um, podcast was really cool in person. And I like how, how you know they they had their they they discussed you know the top three hundred games, mm-hmm. uh, and then they opened it up to the audience. And Carrington, you slid in there and asked your question. <laughs> well, but, yeah, right before I asked the question, if you go back and watch like the stream because they stream the whole thing, I'm in the frame for a good like five minutes. I had no idea I was I was visible because. Um, I saw the camera and everything. I'm like, there's no way they can see me on camera right now. Like, you know, just, just the way it was set up and stuff. And then, yep, there I am. And I bet you kind of felt foolish about picking your nose the entire yeah. time. Yeah, you know, say the same thing. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do when you don't think you're on camera and right before you get on camera. Yeah, I did ask my question because, okay, so right before I asked my question, because, Kyle, you were trying to get me to say, hey, where's Insight on the list? Because they were asking the audience, like, hey, if you have your favorite game, shout it out. We'll tell you where it is on the list. And I was trying to shout out Insight because you asked me to ask for, about Insight, Kyle. But I, I could never get it to come out. Get, yeah. I can never be heard. How's that? I don't know. Um, and I didn't want to say Beyond Good and Evil, which is my favorite game, um, because it's such a long title. And so right before I go on to... I asked my question. I, I text uh, Reiner. I'm like, hey, man, this is a super self question. Um, is Inside or Beyond Good and Evil on the list? And then he responds. He said, Inside is. And I looked at him and he gave me this look back like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dang it. So I was like, I'm going to ask about Beyond Good and Evil because it deserves to be on the list. Because it was on the list for the top 200, but it wasn't on the list for the top 300. Don't worry, Karen. It was beyond this oh. list. Oh. <laughs> That's so, so I get up there, and it's it's it's. I know Andy, Brian Shea. I don't remember the third person, and there was Ben Hansen. Um, was Hillard on up the there? Table. What's that? Was uh, Kyle Hillard? Or no, no. Kyle was other places, but it okay. wasn't Kyle. Okay. Um. Yeah, Kyle Hilliard. Who I really wanted to meet, um, he was there, but he wasn't at the at the table. So I asked, "Hey, I heard from an inside source, Bianca Neville wasn't on the list." <laughs> and they then they proceeded to tell me why it, it did not make the list, unfortunately, which I was still disappointed. But they had mad respect for it at the same time. 
almost as mad respect as they did for Wii Sports. <laughs> and missed. Ooh, Ooh. And missed. <laughs> I don't know how that made it on the list, but not Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, Wasn't it like two ninety nine or something like that? Yeah, missed. yeah, it was two ninety nine. I think yeah. so. There was something really low. It's rough. I, That's rough. I don't understand. Like even because Andy McNamara said he hated Mist, yet Mist made it. I, yeah. I, which I don't understand because Mist is one of my is is my childhood. I remember my dad playing Mist uh, as a kid. Yeah. Let the past die. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Mist is right, a really Kylo. good game. Oh man. Well, yeah. So they uh, they their live recording went on for about two and a half hours, mm-hmm. I'd say. So, um, is- Kyle, you're you like beer just as much as I do, by the way. Yes, it's at a brewery. Yeah. Um, um, Cody, you're not much of a beer person. No, sir. But who all had the f- Andrew is the biggest beer person in the world. So, he so loves it, it dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, it. I just I just love all of the all of the. Yeah. Okay. No, I hate it. Actually, Probably, yes. Thankfully, we're not doing that stupid rating system with alcoholic beverages. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. When you guys told me that at first, I'm like, oh god, they've chosen the wrong man. <laughs> you got the wrong guy. But they actually had a special beer there called the 300, which the brewery makes, um, and they were selling it um, in celebration of a GI 300 issue. Um, Kyle, you got a chance to taste the 300. What do you, cause I don't normally like IPAs and it's an IPA. So how did, how would you rate the 300 beer? Oh, I, I don't, I couldn't give it a rating. <laughs> I liked it. I did like it. Like uh, I said, I don't like IPAs, yeah. but I did like it a lot. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big IPA drinker either. I prefer uh, darker beers, but I definitely, you know, uh, it, it wasn't so hoppy that I didn't, like it um i could i could have drank you know another one i only had one glass of it um, but i could have definitely got more and enjoyed it so likewise i approve of it it was good i would definitely go back to fulton's and and have another 300 beer when it's not so crowded yeah yeah same um so when they had finished their uh recording um we met back up with Reiner, uh, and uh, Cyril Vasquez. Uh, I just butchered that. <laughs> Cyril Vasquez. Uh, he, uh, both of them took the four of us plus two other guys uh, to the Game Informer office. Yes, and I, I have to give like a huge, huge thank you to Reiner, only because like. He gave us a private tour. Like that was awesome and very kind of him mm-hmm. to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah, very, especially very, like, uh, you know, that being at their event, you know. Yeah, it was still going on when we left to do the tour. It was it yeah. was really for him and his company kind of thing. And he decided to uh, give us a, a private tour of the GI office, which, by the way, too, which I thought was really cool of him to do to spend so much time with us when he wasn't on the podcast. If he wasn't on the podcast, he was pretty much with us. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was like I said, like I said, they he treated us like family. So yeah, I can't can't thank him enough. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, real quick before you know talking about family before uh, continuing, just shout out to uh, Phil for <laughs> for meeting up with us before he had to go into work twenty minutes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, Phil, sorry. Uh, yeah, Phil showed up to a brewery, did not drink. So props to him for not drinking before work. 
and then having to go into work while we're here in in his city, and and to to have it and have the lap and work have a full to work. shift like that. And yeah. yeah, which we'll we'll yep. get in a fill yeah. later too. Yeah, we'll get to yeah, we'll fill. get to um, fill. Don't so, worry, Phil. You, you listen know, to the show. We'll get to you soon. <laughs> uh, so between Fulton and GI, there it was. I don't know what half mile. I say that's about right. Yeah, yeah about half right, mile yeah. to a mile. Uh, how were you guys feeling walking? Like, what were what were you feeling? I brought the wrong shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. Yes, okay. that's a good answer. I was. I thought it was just crazy because you know, um, Reiner and Vasquez were were um, escorting us over to the offices, and I'm like, how far away is this place if we're just walking? And then. And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm about to go to the GI office. And I just could not stop saying it to you guys. Like, I cannot believe we're about to tour this place because <laughs> basically I, I've read their magazine since I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it was, uh, I think uh, excitement and um, uh, just pure joy hit me as we were heading there. And like I was looking at every building, and every door. I think we should save the pure joy for. I, I think there's a certain item that you came across in there that might have might have classified <laughs> as even greater pure joy. <laughs> for being honest, yeah, I, I think heading there, I was looking at every door and every building. Like, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? I was doing the same. It? I was doing the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah, I was doing a lot of that. Yeah. Um. So we finally get there, and it's like just a normal and, office building that that. Oh yeah, and holds a bunch of other companies. I'll just say a whole bunch of other companies, like probably five or six companies. And Game Informer's just on one of the floors. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. We we get to the building, we hop in the elevator, and just ride up. Probably don't want to like we can't walk through the whole thing. Maybe we should just each pick kind of like a, our favorite area or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that works. Because... I, I'm sure collectively we have one area that we all just were in. Amazing. I feel like we all Agreed. have the same area. And... Uh, we'll I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because um, well, I know the, the whole the one area that we'll have to shout out, of course. But, right, right, right. But, anyway. but I will say, like, so the GI office—it just looks like a normal office, like you would any other company, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Except awesome, yeah. because there's so much nerd stuff oh, everywhere. Yes. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like Nerdvana. Yeah. So you know, you ride the elevator up, doors open, and right in front of you is. Game Informer in big bold letters on the window. And there it is. It's the office. Walk in, and uh, it, like like Carrington said, it, just, it looks like your typical office, but with gaming and nerdy stuff all over the place. Um, One thing I was not expecting, though, before we get into our favorite, uh, each of our favorite places, um, I thought they would have like a copy of the issue, like their earlier issues everywhere. But they actually had copies of their newer issues on the walls everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can think of any yeah. recent issue within the past two years, it was probably on the wall somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So going around the table, let's just what areas did you did you guys appreciate without. Uh, I guess. Well, I guess we could collectively talk about the vault. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. just say that's, that's the let's main just one. let's just not talk about the vault as our favorite for, favorite place. Oh uh, shoot! So minus the vault. <laughs> what was minus your favorite thing vault. to see? Uh, minus the vault. Yeah, that's a fair okay. way to put it. I'll go first. I uh, I think for me, 
Uh, I mean, there's so much cool stuff, but the um, the room with all of the like the there they had several issues of like you know older older issues, but they were all like cataloged, and then they yeah. had a lot of their um, stuff that they'd compiled from you know like getting pieces of a game before it was even mm-hmm. finished to you know test and give their thoughts on just exit like reiner was telling us when we were taking the tour you know it's gaming history right there i mean that's yeah. stuff that you know that uh, that nobody else has and it's uh just just super cool so that that i mean and there was just boxes and boxes of this stuff that was all basically one of a kind things that uh like i said this just it was just really really surreal to see something you know, it'd be like oh my gosh so much has that come through these doors that you know, basically, they've helped shape so many of the games that uh, we know and love. He mentioned about though, he pulled out a disc and it wasn't it like Tony Hawk Pro, Sky, Pro, Pro Skater at thirty percent finish or yeah. something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And it was just like something that. And he said it's completely different from the finished version of what yeah. we've all played and known and come to love and have nostalgia for. And he's like, it's completely different than that game, and like that yeah. blew yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. So. Now that was I, so that was my favorite room for sure, just because there's so much so much history there. It's just really cool. Um, but then I have to say, just as a side point, um, I think my other favorite memory was. <laughs> I know. Where, I know where you're going. Oh, you I know, know where, where I'm going, going Kyle. It's, it's so funny. Okay. Um, well, no, <laughs> when we go into this one room and there's this gigantic sword leaned up against the wall, <laughs> and I think we all know which sword it is. Yep, yes, yep, yep. yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII, and. Kyle's eyeballing it and you know he keeps looking over at it and then finally he's like um <clears throat> can I um can I go over there and pick that up and then they're like sure he's like really I will say too and like so, the you know then, Ryan Ryder's face was just so much concern just questioning it <laughs> yes. yeah and then you know so Kyle like you know just basically floats levitates if you will over to there and and picks this gigantic sword up that's actually real it's like actually sharp it's actually made of steel it's crazy, and uh, I was I was lucky enough to get a, a candid shot of him grinning like a fool, looking like some three year old in a candy store yeah. holding his sword. It was it was a pretty great moment. Like it's basically that's like nerd happiness personified <laughs> right there in that moment. It was captured. I uh, so well, it's in the back. It's always in the background of them recording their their uh, podcast for YouTube, mm-hmm. and I always eyeball it. Like I wonder if that thing's real, and. Uh, Oh, now I know. I think that room was my favorite room, <laughs> the podcast room, where they had everything set yeah. up and where they record everything. It's just neat to see how they uh, they do their things compared to how we do ours and how other podcast <laughs> people do theirs and everything. How it's all set up in one room and their lights and TVs and all that stuff and stuff. That was really neat. Yeah. Yeah, I will say because that room is where they also film like the replay series and super replay series. So that was just like a weird moment to actually be in like, oh, my gosh, this is where they film that series. And so, you know, that was my favorite room, too. Um, But just being a little different. Also, they also have this one closet. It is literally a graveyard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was crazy. (laughs) And this graveyard is just full of instruments from... Every rock band, every guitar hero, and everything that they have received that just means absolutely nothing, but is also part of history, is it was just incredible to see. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, this is where they keep all that stuff. And then Reiner pulled out this this massive, this massive like press book 
that they had received. I don't oh, yeah. remember what game it was for. He's like, yeah, we received this from, oh, you know, so-and-so studio. And it's probably like a six or 700 page document. And then you look through it, everything is blank because it's a press thing that that they had sent out, and they had. And he was just like, "I don't understand what this, why this is here, why they sent it out, but here it is." Mm. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> and that's what this room was filled up just just history of like stuff like that, and like I said, all the rock band like guitars and guitar hero guitars and and drums, all that stuff is just in this room. That's a graveyard. Just littered all over the yeah, place. Yeah, so that was besides the replay room where they, you know, film replay, super replay, and the podcast and stuff. That was probably my favorite room. Yeah. Besides, I agree. Besides the other thing, the uh, the the podcast room, seeing behind the scenes where Leo sits, uh, that was definitely cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, like this the, is where Leo sits. Leo Vader, the voice. The uh, <laughs> thing that I I really appreciated i guess was the kind of the last room that we looked at um where they recorded their uh super smash brothers marathon yes um so if you haven't checked it out you go on youtube uh i think search for like game informer super smash brothers guinness world record and they they literally uh, stayed up for i think 36 hours straight playing super smash brothers to get the guinness uh, world record and they recorded it all in this room and they document you know just going you know being sleep deprived and just their journey going through it. it it was incredible i think it was dan Riker, tim turry andrew reiner um ben reeves uh, yeah, just yeah. other other editors are all kind of rotating through it uh you know i i, I didn't see that throughout the entire tour and I was kind of looking out for it and it was the very last room they showed us and I was like is that the room is that the room where you guys did the marathon and uh, Reiner's like yeah this is it here and then they also had Riff Raff on yes I was gonna and, if you weren't gonna get to it I was definitely yeah, gonna get to it because he, yeah. he shared that story with us in that room yeah which is it's and a fantastic story if you want to tell it Kyle that I mean just just go to YouTube and look up <laughs> Game Informer Riff Raff and you'll see the video of uh yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get too into well, I just want to say because <laughs> Reiner had this really cool story if you want to watch the rest of it on YouTube go right ahead but like the lead up to it because he said that you know they had heard like Riff Raff was this huge gamer and they're like yeah we should um, have him come up to the office because you know you know if he loves games we can have him to the office while he's here in town and and while well, right, right as he's because uh, he had a concert um, in the city of Minneapolis so I guess they uh, they get Tim Turry to go pick him up, and I guess Tim had this like old beat up car. I don't remember if Reiner named the model and make of the car, but he's like it's this old car, and Riff Raff is just like he's kind of insulted by the fact that um, that he's not being picked up in a Hummer, in a Hummer or, or limo or something. And so Tim Turry brings him back, and then Reiner asks him, "So I hear you're a gamer." He's like, "No, man, I'm not a gamer at all." <laughs> and then. Everything you see on the YouTube uh, yeah. uh, video happens. <laughs> yeah. Definitely check that out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of just highlights everything within the office. Mm-hmm. Besides uh, oh, the vault. Right, go ahead. Well, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, did see Mark Hamill's signature. Oh, my just gosh. Saying. That was, cr- yes, that was yeah. awesome. That was Even cool. though yeah. we did not meet Mark Hamill, like that's the, probably the closest we'll ever get to meeting him at the moment. Yeah. 
It's most likely true, yeah. Which that so the vault. There was a small oh. story behind that, but I mean that's we could say that for another day. Yeah. 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 The vault. The vault. Basically, it's a gigantic room filled with wall-to-wall video games and video game systems pretty much from the dawn of <laughs> video yeah. games to present. It's pretty epic. I think so. he, I think Reiner said it was twelve to 13,000 video games. Thousand. Yeah. twelve to 13,000. Yeah. And so as soon as we walked into the office, you know, you see the Game Informer logo, you walk into the office... The first thing I'm thinking of, okay, where's the replay room where they record replay? And the second thing I'm thinking of is, where's the vault? Where's the vault? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was even better than I could ever imagine. I mean, yeah. if you're listening to our show, you obviously love games. Think of the most amazing collection you could ever think of and then multiply it by, like, ten. Oh, I have a good... I have a good analogy. I have an analogy okay. here. Not, a, not so much an analogy, but just a way to compare it in your mind. Okay, uh, I'm sure that most people listening to this have seen uh, Disney's Beauty of and course, the Beast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know Belle's reaction when the Beast reveals the library yeah. to her? That's it. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's basically yep. it. Yeah. So that that's pretty much to put it in perspective. It's like he opens the door and it's like, but what? separated by console There's in so an much... alphabetical order, it was an OCD's oh, yes. dream. Yeah. Agreed. That's true. And you can, uh, we've got some pictures of it on our Instagram that you can check out. Not like, I, I probably got three or four pictures on there, but it's just like ceiling to floor, wall to wall, just covered in video games. And some, like, I, I noticed quite a few of them were still wrapped in plastic. Yeah, because yeah. on replay, when they play a certain game, like, yeah, this game is still in the plastic. And whenever they, whenever they say that on replay, they mean it because there's yeah. still games that when we went there, that were still in their original casing in plastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I would just also have to say that um, it's because of all the amazing stuff they had laying around that I ended up dropping some money on uh, <laughs> a limited edition Xbox <laughs> oh, that they yeah. had laying around in there. And I'm like, on the way home, I'm like, gosh, I've got to have one. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was a decent price on eBay. So, yes. Um, Game Informer, uh, basically, in, in essence, <laughs> it caused me to buy an Xbox, like, the very next day. So, qu- so no real question, though. real quick question. How was my sister's reaction, your wife, to when you told her, hey, <clears throat> honey, I have an Xbox? I have the best wife in the world. I don't know what you're talking about, man. It was just, like, flowed through the conversation like butter. Meaning just she like, does not know. Yep. No, it's actually <laughs> absolutely... My hand, my hand to God. <laughs> I just told her I was like, "Yeah, I got a. I went online, got on eBay, and got an Xbox." And so, she's like, yep. "Did you tell her why? Like, hey, I saw this at the GI office. I had to get it. Oh, no. you didn't even tell her all that? <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> she might find uh, out eventually. I, I figured I might pull. The, well, no, I, see, I thought that was actually more of like a, if I start to if I start to struggle, like, well, oh, you see, baby, what had happened? No, this, this is really cool. And I saw it there at the game informer office, and I just I had to have it, <laughs> but." I didn't have to even go to that point. She was just like, oh, okay. Very nice. So either she's cool with it yeah. or she's saving that for oh, later. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and you know how that, but I don't think so. I'm sure she seemed cool with it. Like I said, we're both, um, we're, we're not weird like that. I'm, I'm always been, I mean, obviously if you were to go out and spend like, a huge amount of money, but if it's, you know, I, I've always been really cool with her. Like if she wants something and she's like, I've been looking at it for a while, I want it. And I'm just like, go for it, get it. So 
it usually makes it pretty smooth when somebody wants something as long as it's not completely out of this world. Most of the time we're pretty good about regulating ourselves. Like yeah. if it's something that's just like way out of line for our, like what our budget can handle, then we just don't. But. Fair enough. Yeah. That vault, so, yeah. but mm, baby, that, that vault. Super. I, I didn't realize. I mean, it, it is a vault because he walked up to the door and he had to scan his badge to even get access to it. Oh yeah. Open the door and, just, just in all, that's all I can say. In all, thousands and thousands of video games, just all over the place. Any game you could think of is probably sitting it is there. Probably sitting there somewhere. Which is kind of funny too, because yeah. it's just sitting in the middle. So there's actually two floors to the GI office. It's on this. I won't say. You know, it's on the second floor, but like you would never guess. It looks just look like a closet, basically. Yeah, that's exactly what. It, yeah, you wouldn't really realize what it is unless you open the door. So, yeah, is there anything else you guys want to throw in there about the, the office? Uh, no, I mean, if there's any Game Informer fans out there listening, if you have any questions about, you know, a certain person's desk or anything regarding the GA office, just hit us up. Um, we saw it, and we can answer it. Awesome. So we left and took, what, a two-hour nap? That sounds about right, about an hour and a half, two-hour nap. At, at the hotel yeah because we are exhausted at this point oh yeah all of us have probably had just, at max two to three hours of sleep at this point and yeah since we, we'd been up yeah like i don't know from i varied but between like getting up at six or seven o'clock on friday morning and being awake almost consistently until six probably or seven about o'clock, six o'clock sorry, yeah even. so almost maybe a couple hours sleep at most in a 24-hour period it yeah. was pretty brutal we uh take our nap and we head over to nolo's kitchen mm. and meet up with old phil old phil our man phil. dude phil is the man let's just say that real quick phil is <laughs> the awesome, man yeah and you know whenever and even privately whenever we talk about phil we're like yeah reiner's cool and all but phil he's the main attraction whenever <laughs> we play online <laughs> oh dang <laughs> it's true though kyle am i wrong when i say that Listen, man, I'm not. I'm not about that. You know. Yeah, we we, we ain't taking sides <laughs> not, like that. I'm Carrington. not saying one person's better than the <laughs> other here. No, they're both awesome. Uh, but we definitely they're got equally the amazing. Uh, yeah, we were just. They both were just incredible. Yeah, they. Uh, so when you feel, I would say real quick, like when you look up Nolos, um, if you live in the Minnesota area, anywhere close by. Uh, within, you know, if you can get to Minnesota and you went looking for a place to eat, Nolos is definitely the place to go to. Because, I mean, it looks super upscale, but, I mean, you're not going to pay that kind of price, which is really nice. Um, yeah. But the food is fantastic. Oh, gosh, it's so good. Yeah. And good, our yeah. man Phil hooked us up because he's, like I said, Phil is the man. <laughs> <laughs> he's in charge yeah. of the kitchen. He's the man. Yeah, we definitely got treated like uh, a royalty, I would say. Um, I'd never had an In-N-Out burger, and they like to uh, uh, create their burger similar to the way In-N-Out burger is. And I got to say, it was incredible. And I think you missed the best part, too, because as soon as we show up... Our appetizers were already cooking. We didn't even order oh, yeah. appetizers. And Reiner had joined yeah. us too for dinner, which was really cool of him to do because 
He's got a family. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, that was really cool for him to take a little bit more time out of uh, that he could be spending with his family to spend with us. So, yeah, that was that really meant a lot. Yeah. So it's it's the four of us and plus Reiner and Phil is in the back doing his thing, working his stuff, cooking us food. Those wings were amazing, and so are those turkey meatballs. Yeah. Yep. And I don't like alternatives usually when it comes to meat, like you know, like turkey meatballs. Mm-hmm. Those things are fantastic. Yeah, same way, but they were excellent. Yeah, I, I like they were super meatballs. good. Like. Well, I like it? turkey meatballs. Screw you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, get out of here, you commie. Okay. Meatballs were meant to be made out of cow. I'll have you know. <laughs> yeah, they were super good. Everything was really good. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, um, you know, he worked a full day after he got off work. He yeah. hung out with us. We uh, we had a beer and talked. And uh, he gave us a tour of the kitchen and, and uh, the uh, basement bar downstairs. Uh, just, you know, again, really appreciate the hospitality between Reiner and, and Phil uh, for us first time Minneapolis visitors. Exactly. And and if yeah, I know like, Phil's like, listening and I, I don't know about you guys, but I ordered all the food as if I was paying for it. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then Phil comes out of nowhere and, and takes care of the bill. Like, so Phil, I know you're listening. I know you've said it already, but thank you so much for taking care of that bill. That was yeah. so nice yeah, of you. No, no Phil's very much appreciated. As Carrington that. says, Phil's, Phil's the, the man. man. Phil That's for sure. is the man. Um, so Saturday night ends. Uh, we briefly stopped by mall of America just to check it out on Sunday. Huge place. Uh, can't, uh, it's just, just in awe of how big that place is. I um, could not believe how... And then also, I know we've talked about Reiner and Phil so much. They spent time with us again at Mall of America. Took time <laughs> out of their day to come spend it with out us of at Mall Sunday. of America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Like I said, I, just, I, I know we keep harping on it, so yeah. not one, not beating a dead horse, but yeah, it was just incredible how... Uh, how hospitable they were. Can't like, and I can't. I can't ever thank them enough. And we no. didn't ask them to come with us. We're like, hey, we're gonna stop by the Marvel Maker. Like, okay, we'll join you. Like, oh, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, just just the whole experience in general was awesome. Uh, after we go to Mall of America, we start our trek home. And I will say, we only got through what? Not even a third of Mall of America. Oh, oh we didn't scratch the yeah, surface. Yeah, I don't think dude. we scratched the surface. We hit the bottom it. floor. We went to like three stores. Like, Think about it. That was it. Oh, yeah. yeah, like two or three stores, and then we checked out the little amusement park thing in the center, and that was about it. Because yep. it is so incredibly big, and I think if Phil and Reiner were correct, they said it takes about a mile to go around just one time, and then there's four floors of that filled with nothing but stores. Yeah. And restaurants. There's a lot and of restaurants. restaurants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And an aquarium in the basement. Apparently. Yeah. And yeah. It, wasn't there like a go-kart track in there, too? And an arcade. There was putt putt. All kinds of stuff. There's putt putt. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in that in that yeah. place. It's just crazy, crazy. It, I don't know. It's like a mecca, a mecca mall. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And then we drove. And I think. And then we drove. And drove. Yep. Drove. So. But. Wait. There was <laughs> go go. I kind of know where you're going. Same direction as you. And we went to a yeah, fancy McDonald's. So we stopped back at Fancy McDonald's, you know, just kind of taking a break there, go up to the counter, to, to the 12-year-old cashier, <laughs> literally, I think I'm it was pretty 12. sure child labor laws may have been broken that yeah. day. And uh, ask him, 
you know, they're just playing shamrock shakes, and I love shamrock shakes, and I say, hey, I want a shamrock shake, but can I get one? Sorry, our, our, was our shake machines yeah. broken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, that's fine. And which, by so the way, disappointed. I feel like McDonald's, like, whenever you, like, actually want something, whether it be ice cream or shakes, the machine is always broken. Something, yeah. It's because they don't want to make it, so they just go back there, pull out the, the, the hammer, and they're like, smash. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like, sorry, guys, it. it's broken. It's like, all right, so that's fine. So we keep driving. I think we, like, stopped for dinner in Indianapolis, or, like, the Indiana area. Yes. Yeah, was, I think it was around, like, uh, Lawrenceburg yeah. or something like that. Yeah. 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 So you guys pick Arby's, and that's fine. I go into uh, McDonald's next door, and Cody goes in with me, and we both want shamrock shakes. And Cody says wise words. Oh, the machine's probably broken here, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, curse you, Cody. My bad. (laughs) And uh, so I go to order a shamrock shake. And, uh, yeah, the machine's (laughs) broken. It's like, what are the chances? Like, hundreds of miles apart, both machines are broken. I just want one thing. Like, literally, and it's the thing they're featuring this month. Like, that's bad if you, you know... With St. Saint, Saint Patty's Day coming up, and you're featuring Shamrock Shakes, and your machines are broken at two different McDonald's. Did you uh, you end up get finally getting one like the next day or something, right? For like after work or no, something? No, actually, I did. so uh, yeah, Very Cody nice. got Very, one. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, that's coding. Yeah, uh, I waited until you know it kind of left my mind. I was tired Monday. I wanted to get home, go to sleep. Tuesday and Wednesday we were super busy. Uh, yesterday it crossed my mind I was going to stop, and I didn't. So today. On my way home from work, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop by McDonald's and uh, get a shamrock shake. machine's down. Let me guess. You, like, you went up to the counter and like you were shaking and I scratching was, your like, arm. You're like, I need it, man. So I need nervous. it. I, just, I went through the drive-thru and okay. uh, I was like, can I get a shamrock shake? We're not selling them here. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I didn't even say anything. I said, all right. So I cut in front of somebody in the drive-thru, and I think they're thinking I'm cutting in front of, like, to get in line. I just cut in front, just just leave the, the parking lot. Get home, pick up Jen, and uh, we head to Walmart, and there's another McDonald's. And finally, <laughs> I finally get into a uh, line there, and I, you know, order a Shamrock Shake. We don't have them here. What? <laughs> What? Oh my gosh, dude! You've been denied so hard. I am zero and four for Shamrock Shakes. Have you told Jen this story? Like, uh, does she feel bad for yes. you at this point? Yes, she laughed at me in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. How are there four McDonald's that are not selling Shamrock Shakes? Four McDonald's in a row that I go to that are not selling Shamrock Shakes. I guess the plus side to it is. I did get um, some some Szechuan Szechuan sauce. It is, well, it, it wasn't that good. You, know, you might be able to like file some type of yeah, uh, you know, like uh, I don't know, national or like racial was, complaint because I mean you do kind of have the red hair and everything. You look pretty Irish. So of, I thought I was kind of something, but I'm just I, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, Cody got his. I'm determined to get one by the end of this I'll weekend. Grab one tomorrow after work. Hmm. So I'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> Cody's yeah. gonna like send you, you send a picture, like what's just up, send, man. S- send it to me in the mail or something. I don't care if it's melted. I'll refreeze it or something. But yeah. Which, by funny. the way, so, yeah. the, f- the most important thing about this entire trip, which we have skipped over completely, 
this is the first time we have seen each other all in person as a as a podcast and and Kyle and Andrew it's the first time you guys have met in person yep that is true true story, true story. there's a lot of first meets that trip yep definitely a lot but yeah that's our that I mean that's our trip to Indianapolis that's definitely a lot of the highlights Indianapolis or Indianapolis Minneapolis, Minneapolis. a little beyond Listen, that just a little bit further dude I'm so I'm so tired right now. I'm still exhausted from the weekend, and it's Thursday. Yeah, I'm. This is definitely our longest episode. Oh yeah, so taking long naps. Let's wrap it up there. Yep. If you have any other questions regarding the trip, you can tweet them at us or email it to us. But I think we're going to wrap the episode up there. It sounds about good, and we are looking to go back, hopefully sometime soon. Yeah, definitely cool. Uh, So you. Um, can uh, check out our social networks. Check out our store. Uh, we have shirts, wristbands, shenanigans, doodads, cool things on there. That uh, uh, spreadshirt, Real Dudes Podcast. You yep. can get there through our website, www.realdudespodcast.com. Um, we appreciate our patrons, you know, supporting us. Um, again, realdudespodcast.com forward slash Patreon. We'll get you more information on how to be a uh, part of our group. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Real Dudes underscore Pod, Facebook and Instagram Real Dudes Podcast, and then uh, be sure to email us if you have any questions you want us to discuss on the show. Uh, you want us to do another video game versus any suggestions for that? Uh, email us at podcast at Real Dudes Podcast dot com, um, and uh, check us out on Twitch and YouTube. And that's all that I have. Any any last words, gentlemen? Nope. Good night and good luck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. And the wise words that Karen says, have a rad day.
Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.